Hi, I'm Anna. And I'm Kristen. We're best friends who both happen to have been born with limb differences. Join us as we talk about the many ways our limb differences impact our lives. From medical intervention to bullying to dating, we're covering it all. And we hope you'll share your stories with us along the way. This is Life and Limb. But it's your, it's your thing. You already started, didn't you? I hate you. <laughs> Kristen said that she wanted the opportunity to start off the podcast, and I'm I giving it to meant... her, and she's failing. No, so. I thought you meant actually hit record. But that makes no sense because we record on your laptop. So yes. like, <sighs> okay, it's your time to shine. It's my time. I'm gonna <laughs> sing the song I wrote. No, we're starting over. I'm cursing, so we can't use this. Okay, fair enough. Okay. We have it for us. Uh, hello, everybody. Hi. Welcome back to Life and Limb. I'm Anna. And I'm Kristen. And this week's episode, we are going to be talking about... Representation. Which is less than it should be. But we're on the way. We're, we're on getting the, we're there. We're in the right direction. Maybe. Yes. We'll, we'll see. I also, I don't, I don't know, because I don't... I don't really watch a lot of current TV shows. Yeah. So I don't know how much representation there is. (laughs) But the fact that I feel like to find it, I would probably have to specifically look for it just proves what a problem it is. Proves your point. Yeah. (laughs) But before we get into that, we have our handy dandy segment. First, let's catch up. Let's catch up. Um, Do you want to go first? Sure, I can. Because mine's mine's sad and will end on something a little bit happier. Yeah. I, I can do that. I yes. Can, I can bring us back up, I Excellent. Think. Okay. And I, this was something I thought, I went back and forth about whether or not to talk about this on the podcast, and I feel like I need to for a pretty specific reason. Um, unfortunately, on December 23rd, which is after the last time we recorded an episode, so we've released one since then, That's... but we haven't had an episode since then. Yeah. Um, on December 23rd, my father-in-law, Larry, passed away very unexpectedly. And it's, it's kind of a shock. We're still processing it. I think when some, you lose someone so unexpectedly, mm-hmm. it's hard to have it kind of sink in at first. Yeah. And, and he, he wasn't that old. No, he was 65, I believe, mm-hmm. and in excellent shape. He, yeah. he did, in his 40s, have a heart event it wasn't a heart attack but he had something that caused him to pass out at a business conference and they did all sorts of tests and stuff then and they realized he had coronary artery disease Mm -hmm. and he completely turned his life around I mean he went vegan he started hiking and backpacking all over the country and just living this healthy amazing life and he was in excellent shape and his vitals have been amazing and all Mm -hmm. of his checkups and everything so you know we didn't expect this and I I am assuming it was probably heart-related, but um, we'll find out eventually once we get some results back. But um, I, I bring him up because I think it's really important that I honor him, especially on this podcast, because he, like my husband, was one of the, like, chillest, most, <laughs> like, okay – people I've ever met and I remember I didn't actually get the chance to meet him until after my husband and I were already engaged we hadn't met in person oh yeah yeah um so we got engaged and then his that side of the family who is just full of some of the most genuine incredible people you'll ever meet in your life I love that side of the family and his mom's side of the family too um they threw a little 
kind of almost like an engagement party for us, just a little get together because they hadn't met me yet, you know, yeah. and they wanted to meet yeah. the person who was going to be part oh, of their Oh, I remember family. that. I remember you like getting ready to go meet. Oh yeah, I was nervous. I just wanted everybody to like yeah. me. And I mean, I don't know if there's anybody that those people don't like. They're just wonderful people. And yeah. so I asked Trevor before we went down there because whenever I meet somebody, I know that handshakes are going to be a thing that's just what happens when you meet a person (laughs) and one of my least favorite experiences as a limb different individual is the moment where I meet somebody and I see that kind of look on their face you know yeah and I didn't want that to happen with these people who were going to be my family you know and so I asked Trevor I was just like hey kind of an odd request could you please let your dad know about my hand? Because I don't believe he had known about it before. And I said, and just have him kind of like tell people before we get there. Mm-hmm. Like just so just it's a not a up, thing. Yeah. It's not a thing. Nobody's caught off guard. They're not like hands whispering to each other, which now that I know them, they wouldn't have been. But right. it's always in the back of your mind. Well, and like we talked about with the last episode, though, about, you know, etiquette, if there is such a thing or if there needs to be such a thing. It right. is. It will stop them from feeling that moment of complete awkwardness and then wondering themselves like did I make a weird face or being in their head about it exactly so I just wanted to avoid all of that get in front of it and so I asked I asked Trevor to tell him and um he showed me his text back and it said well it sounds like it's just one more thing that makes her unique like everything else you've told me about her and we can't wait to meet her. She sounds lovely. Isn't that what Trevor said when you Very told him? Very similar. And cuz you told that story too and I think it was about the same It was thing. almost the same answer and the funniest thing is that the first time I actually met Larry in person, the first thought I had was, "Oh my god, it's Trevor in 30 years like (laughs) they are so similar I see so much of Larry and Trevor and my hand never once was even almost a thing to him I think he asked me like a curious question about it once which was totally appropriate and in the moment made complete sense and very respectful and I appreciate that and for him and the rest of his family it wasn't it was never a deal it was never a thing and with my hand without my hand whatever regardless of that even I don't know that I've ever felt so immediately accepted mm-hmm. by somebody as I did with Larry. And yeah. the world lost an amazing person in December. I, I only got to meet him twice. Mm-hmm. But the fact that when you told me that this had happened, that I just felt so heavy yeah. and so, wow, okay. Yeah. I'm getting choked up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I felt so sad. And that's yeah. just, that's the type of person he was where you just met him a couple of times, but you just immediately knew what a good guy he was. Yeah. And he did. I remember when I came to help you guys paint your house, he was really excited about the podcast. And he asked, he asked me all about like my leg and my limb difference and the history behind it. And he was very like, not complimentary, I guess that sounds strange but just it it was important to him that we know that he thought we were very strong and yes and capable people yes and that he admired us yeah and also he was always the person you'd reference when I was coming to family or the wedding events or anything like that where it was like well you know we'll have vegetarian food because we need a vegan option right so it was like oh (laughs) yeah yeah I'm not the person demanding a no specific (laughs) 
food restriction. No, because Larry was vegan because yeah. of the health issues and everything. And no, he he truly was just such a good man. Yeah. And his sons are like him in that respect. Yes, and they I are. think that's the best way to honor him is just to see how amazing his sons turned out too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he just he was so cool and he was so his personality like I just want to tell people about him he was just larger than life I was really looking forward to seeing him at like the big wedding like we had the small wedding yes but I was just thinking like man he would be so fun to have at the wedding I can't wait for that yeah and uh yeah but I'm glad that you guys did have the small but official wedding when you did because um, because of COVID, we postponed our large wedding. I think I've mentioned this before. And we had a very small, intimate ceremony just at a park outside. We had a total of 10 people there. And Larry was one of them. And he got to see us get married. And he was there for our wedding day. And I've thought about that. Like, what if we didn't go ahead with the small ceremony? Yeah. And now you have those amazing photos uh, with him in them so our wedding photographer is just a boss but um she got this photo of trevor nate and larry together nate is um trevor's brother and the joy on their faces yeah just beautiful and i think that kind of sums up larry's life is just joy he brought joy to people he experienced joy and we should all be so lucky to live a life like i mean he did. he's got People who only met him twice in their life, like choking up talking about him. Yeah, I can't. So, <laughs> yeah. I um, I I've done quite a bit of crying, and I think oh. I'm able to hold it together a little bit more now. But, um, I mean, and it'll still come and go, like as big course. important events come. Like, yeah, obviously. But I'm glad that he got to be there for the wedding, and he got to see your house, and, and he knew about this project that we're doing, and he, he was did. so supportive. Of he it. really, really was. Yeah, <laughs> like for someone that I didn't know at all, he was so enthusiastic about it. Yeah. So, so we miss him, but. We, we talked about the fact that he just lived a full life and he didn't leave any unfinished business. And it just reminds you, you know, tell people you love them and appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh, well, I, don't think, I mean, <laughs> it is sad, but I don't think it, that's not a bummer. I think that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so mine, mine is less of something that happened to me, but it's something that I've was thinking about because of a comment that we got from a listener oh on uh, yeah on one of our facebook posts excellent Um, yeah so we have a listener his name is john john he has a fibular hemimelia also oh and he is you know well into adulthood as am i sure um and he is just now had his limb lengthening surgery really one week ago yeah oh as an adult yes and not only limb lengthening, but um, some sort of ankle replacement or reconstruction, like wow. I also had. But I didn't have mine at the same time. He apparently had his at the same time. That's a lot. Yeah. So now I don't know exactly what the specifics of the procedure he had done are, what it entails, if it's external or I guess there's internal. See, I don't even know. I was <laughs> what do they so, do now? It yeah. was so long ago. And I was so young that these details weren't things I was probably even in the room for sure. at the time. So I don't know what all the options are for surgery now. So I'm not sure which one he had, which method, but it just 
made me think how different it would be to go through this whole process as an adult. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. Because I know I know I went through all of this and I it's not that I don't remember any of it. I do. But, you know, your memories from childhood are fuzzier of than Of course. Yeah. And also just stuff with work. Like how do you take time off of work? If you have a family, I don't I don't know what his situation is. I'm right. just my brain just went haywire at this point. Like, of course. Like yeah. all of the things that you have responsibility for as an adult, that yeah. if you have a major surgery, all of a sudden it's like, yeah. oh, can what you, do you do? Can you drive yourself around? Like my parents drove oh. me anyway. I wasn't of driving age when I had both my surgeries. Yeah. I thought it was devastating when I had to miss, you know, a season of basketball in right. seventh grade <laughs> or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's just I just can't imagine going through this at this stage in life. Yeah. So this is more of a shout out to John. And yeah. also I I realized I have enough questions and I think this is interesting enough that I might want to reach out to him and just see if he'll have a chat at that some point. That would be incredible. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the experiences that you have on both sides when you do it kind of like as an adult or like in your middle life, quote unquote, Mm -hmm. you've experienced both having the limb difference and still having the limb difference, but having it be more in line with typical, you know? And so you've got a wealth of experiences on both sides. And I'm really interested in that. That's the other thing. Now he's gone all these years dealing with maybe, I think, like lifts on the bottom of his Mm -hmm. shoes or how, how do you compensate for the difference? what has his experience with like braces been yeah. or to me that all of that stuff ended for the most part when I had my surgeries. Yeah. Which so, was very young. Yeah. So I was 13 the last time I had to think about, you know, compensating for a, a length discrepancy right. so that, so that my back doesn't get messed up. Yeah. So yeah. Ooh, we should talk to John. I think so. Yeah. I think this is pretty much my way of telling him I want to talk to him, I guess. <laughs> Surprise, John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'll send a message before this episode okay. releases. But um, yeah, I would really like to have this conversation with him and just compare the different experiences. Yeah, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, guess whose turn it is for a We See You this week? It's mine. It's your turn. It's my turn. And I am prepared. You're prepared. Yeah. This is kind of like your... Um, yours with the coding sure that you were talking about where it just fell into my lap sure um unexpectedly but I'm so excited about it and people are gonna be so annoyed okay because it's uh it's centered around D&D again <laughs> again <laughs> well okay here's what happened though so we recorded our last episode around Christmas time yes and we finished it by talking about just randomly how our D&D characters didn't have differences, how we didn't give them our limb differences right. or anything like that. And we just randomly said, oh, wouldn't that be interesting? I wonder how that would work. Within days of that, someone posted in one of the, one of the many Facebook groups that I'm in <laughs> um, for D&D memes and info and story sharing. Someone posted a project that they are initiating called D&D Disability, where they, no, where they are working to have like logistics and actual stats put in place for all different kinds of, of disabilities. That's incredible. Yeah, of like people who live with chronic pain, people with mobility issues, um, just 
anything. And they're coming up with cards and rules for how this person might have a disadvantage or things they have to do every day, but also would they get an advantage in other ways? Yeah, they're actually making this a playable set of rules and guidelines, not just for people with disabilities, but for in real life, but yeah, for people who don't, so that you can make a character who is limb different or ability different or whatever. And explore what that would be like in like an alternate reality. Yeah. That is really neat. I know. I'm so excited about it. And for the people who aren't familiar with D&D, which I don't know how many people who listen to us are. I don't know. If you aren't, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Probably very few. And it's just us fangirling with each other. I guess. But uh, D&D is very, I don't know how to say it. It's almost like formulaic in a sense that it is open world. You can mm-hmm. create whatever you want. You can do whatever you want, but you have a certain set of rules that you have to play within. Yeah. And like, a lot of it is numbers-based. Exactly, yeah. which makes it very challenging for right. me. So I'm very glad we have some virtual <laughs> software now that calculates my dice rolls for yeah. me. Yeah, it's ability-based, like, you know, good or bad. You choose your character, and the better you make them at one thing, the worse they, they are at something else. Or, you know, exactly. which class or which race you choose affects how well you're going to do on some things and how um, not so good you're going to perform other tasks. So for example, like a wheelchair user with an athletic score of 20 doesn't make any sense really in some instances. In other instances, I mean, their wheelchair could be used as an advantage in athletics checks. Right. And that's what they're figuring out? Yes. That's so cool. Yes. I want (laughs) to, I hope they don't mind this, but um, I'm going to read one of their recent posts I they shouldn't I guess this is public yeah but one of their recent Instagram posts um it talks about light painkillers so I'm assuming I'm assuming this is for people with um chronic pain and it says there's a little picture of a little like glass jar with a um oh what do you call it the cork a cork cork. in it yeah so it looks very like fantasy yeah type of like a yeah it's not like it's not like a pill bottle that we would think of um But it says, these are mild choice for light pain reduction without potential side effects, suitable for chronic pain, headaches, old injury flare-ups, and more. These are not healing pills. No HP hit points Mm -hmm. will be restored by taking these. This is designed to work with the chronic pain mechanics. So you could have, yeah. so cool. You could just have a character who has to have these on them. Yeah. And I don't know if something happens to their pills, something like bad would probably happen, but that's the same as any character that relies on their spell casting ability. Oh, something or bad always they, happens to yeah. a character in D&D. Right. <laughs> that's the thing is your, your DM is going to set up obstacles anyway. This is just another world and a whole other chapter of obstacles that can be met that can be overcome that can make for some great storytelling and some great teamwork with your other players and also it adds so much visibility and (laughs) representation there you go yes to the community um so I just think this is a really awesome project. I am going to, next time I have to make a new character, which hopefully mm-hmm. isn't soon because I don't want my current character to die, um, I'm going to have to check this out and see if I can think about incorporating like a limb difference into one of my characters and make that an actual mechanical part of the game. Yeah. Um, so it's on Instagram. It's dnd.disability. It's the D&D Disability Project. I do believe there is a Patreon that you can go and you can support because they are trying to 
distribute these and make these some sort of official guidelines, I think, yeah. for um for other and other tabletop RPG games, not just D&D, but I think right now it looks like it's mostly specifically D&D. Yeah. But and yeah, it could be could be used for anything. Just to be clear, their handle is the letters D, the letter N and D, right? Yes, thank you. The letters D N D dot disability. Okay, cuz that's how it's usually shortened is yeah. D N D, but Absolutely correct. Thank you for pointing oh, sure. that out. Yeah. Um, but I just think the work that they're doing is awesome. And obviously, it's something that I have double interest in. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just think that that's a really cool way to bring this um, to people's attention who otherwise wouldn't encounter disabilities or mobility issues or anything like that. Absolutely. Yay. What a good we see you for our representation episode, too. I, you know, I didn't even think about that, but that's very true. <laughs> like, because this project is bringing representation. Yeah. yeah. Into a very popular world. Exactly. Yeah. But that does, that does get us really um, easily into representation. It's a great segue. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, Anna. Hey, Kristen. When you were growing up, what representation did you have with your little hands. None. That's not entirely true, but it's <laughs> it's sort of the sentiment. Yeah. Um, so, it's funny. I I think the very first time, at least in my memory, the very first time I ever saw anything with three fingers portrayed mm-hmm. on any kind of media was Pokémon the first movie. I was a huge Pokemon fan as a child. Not going to lie. Still play the games. Um, you way still are. I way like, still play the games. It's, yeah. I, I try to be, like, at least a closet nerd sometimes, and I need to just shed that because it's it's who I am, and I know it about myself. One of my biggest regrets is not getting into Pokemon solely for the fact that when people get together, I seem like I'm, it feels like I'm the only one who doesn't know anything about it. So then there are these, like, hour-long conversations where I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I will teach you. Mm. But you have no interest. Um, no, it's not that I have none. It just feels like one of those things where I'm too far behind. Fair enough. Go on without There are me. like over 900 of them now. Yeah. Or at least in the upper 800s. But... <laughs> I get it. No, and I think it's also like we... I, I forget sometimes that we are different in age. And mm-hmm. I'm only 28, and so that mm-hmm. it was exactly the time frame for me when Pokemon was hugely popular. Well, that and was... I just turned 36, but I still feel like people who are closer to my, like, I feel like it's a very wide age group. Right. Yeah, so I just didn't, I don't know, I rode my bike, I played outside, <laughs> and I made up stories in my head. Like, that's, I didn't watch a whole lot of TV or get deep into any world or fangirl thing I don't know I I rode my bike Um, I did I just wanted to be outside that's great yeah um I was the opposite I stayed inside and I was on the computer played video games and now I wish I could go back and redo my childhood I would spend so much more time outside but regardless Pokemon the first movie came out when I was like I would have been younger than eight Mm -hmm. probably around seven okay and the big bad in that movie, who ends up being a good guy, by the way, is the Pokemon Mewtwo. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. I'm so sorry oh, if you haven't seen this movie from the late 90s. So the big bad in this movie is the Pokemon Mewtwo. And he is a clone. And he's a clone of this Pokemon named Mew. And so he's Mew mm-hmm. 2, T-W-O. So 
there's a scene in this movie where Mewtwo is controlling the other clone Pokemon that he has made. And the way he does it, he's a psychic Pokemon, so he has telekinesis. Oh, God, I am so outing myself right now. As <laughs> <laughs> So it's fine. He's a psychic Pokemon that has telekinesis, and he controls it with his hand. And there is this frame from this movie that I'll have to go back and find where he's just it's just a close-up on his hand and he's like waving it in a certain kind of like almost hypnotic way to command these Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I remember being little and seeing that and going, Mewtwo has three fingers. Mm-hmm. And I would raise my hand and I would be telekinetic with Mewtwo. Aww. And like it was just, and so Mewtwo has, I mean, there are, like I said, 800 something Pokemon now. Mewtwo's my favorite, always will be forever and ever because it's the first time I ever saw any representation right. on TV. Which when I say that now, I'm like, shouldn't there have been a human that I could relate <laughs> to that way? But also... Like, that was so meaningful to me as a little kid because suddenly, like, all my friends were into Pokemon. All of them. Mm-hmm. Pokemon, the first movie, came out, and I went into school the next day, and I said, hey, look, I can do telekinesis like Mewtwo. I didn't even know what telekinesis was. I just knew it was a word that they said. It was the new word that you had just exactly. learned. Exactly. And so I, like, did my hand like Mewtwo, and all the kids were like, whoa. Like, it was a cool thing because I looked like this character that everybody loved. Right. And suddenly I was proud of my hand mm. because I got to see it on something that I admired, you know? So that was my first experience, like – with the idea of representation and of course it wasn't until I was much much older that I realized that that's what it was Hmm. but yeah what about you also none (laughs) um I mean I didn't even know what my what my limb difference was called until October of last year just this last year right um and I'd never seen it's not like I'd seen it elsewhere but I just still didn't know what it was called I had never seen anything like it right I guess my this isn't even representation this is silly but I think I was in high school and it was like probably closer to my senior year and it was a friend of mine who just randomly said one day you know what your foot kind of reminds me of and I said no and they said there's this little alien creature in this movie flight of the navigator who like he like hangs from trees and stuff and your foot kind of looks like this uh this creature called puck marin from flight of the navigator and i was just like (laughs) i mean i laughed i wasn't offended but just my foot looks like this little alien creature that hangs from trees so of course i like looked it up and it's i mean it's sort of this weird kind of cute looking little thing but Uh first of all I don't really think it looks like my foot and second of all like that's that's not representation no (laughs) I think and that's like the same thing for me like all of the characters I saw growing up and um like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have three fingers Mm -hmm. and Nightcrawler from the X-Men has three fingers which is the most rad one in my opinion but um and of course there are multiple Pokemon that have three fingers. Aliens have three fingers. None of those are people I can look up to. Right. You know? And it's it's still fun to see that in some ways sometimes. And then there are instances where that can be, like, used against you to tease you. But at the same time, you can also reclaim that and be like, yeah, it is just like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I just... 
I don't know. I'm sure there were, yeah, there's portrayals of like aliens or creatures or cartoon characters where they have, you know, two toes or like claws. Yeah. Which my toes kind of look like. They are kind of claw-like. But the thing is, I never saw that and thought, oh, that's just like me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I think. Because you're not an alien. But it also, it didn't register that like that was a a trait that I have that was being used to portray an alien. Yeah. It was so separate that I didn't even identify it with like. Sure. Anything close to my actual situation. (laughs) Right, right. And I think there's always going to be characters designed with limb differences that look like ours. Like that's, that's how character design kind of works. I mean, the, the, what is it? Family guy or the Simpsons or something. They all have four fingers and there are people who have four fingers and it's not meant to be a representation of those people. It's just the way a cartoon is drawn. I think, I think that's also why, and we've, we've both mentioned this before when finding Nemo came out. Yeah. Even though, I mean, it's still a cartoon. Yeah. And it's a fish. It's not a human. Yeah. But just some creature that was very popular and that everyone liked at the time had something happen to them before they were born that resulted in a fin difference. A I lucky guess. fin. A lucky fin. Or my little fin or something. It was lucky fin is what they called it. That's no, I know. The, I know. Oh, but okay. at one point, I think, I think he said, like, I have a little fin or something, yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, where it was like, that's I can relate to that I do too it looks different but he's still fine yeah that was the very first one that actually struck me yeah because it was also like a similar situation where he was born with it and they like actually talked about it being a difference Mm -hmm. and but it didn't really stop him you know right and um, and the parent was concerned about how it would affect him and then it turned out everything was fine so yeah it was it was the situational context that I could really relate to yeah whether or not it actually looked like my limb difference exactly and I think I I saw something pretty recently from somebody on Instagram I believe that I wholeheartedly agreed with where look we all love Nemo the Lucky Finn project was named after Nemo Mm -hmm. we all like Nemo's a great character but this person on Instagram and I cannot remember who it was I'm sorry said we deserve representation that isn't a fish Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really adorable, and we love Nemo, but also, like, why don't we see anybody who looks like us? And, you know, this brings up something that I had forgotten I wanted to talk about until just now. When I was in college, I was talking to one of my favorite um, teachers of all time. Um, she was an acting teacher at Ohio State, and I was talking to her about just, like, you know, would I in the future maybe be denied casting opportunities or something Mm. because of my hand? And she was just like, tell me about your day today. What did you do? And I was like, okay, this doesn't have anything to do with what we were talking about, but sure. I woke up, I ate breakfast, I texted my friends, I came to class, I, you know, and so on and so forth. And she's just like, how many times during that day was it directly about your hand? And I was like, none. And she was like, Mm. So you're saying you have a full life full of stories and meaning and experiences just like everybody else does? And I was like, well, yeah. And she's like, that's all a play is. It's just a story about experiences. And you experience the world 
very similarly to everyone else. And there's no reason that you can't tell that same story on stage. And I was like, oh, because I had never thought about it that way because I had never seen anybody on stage with a limb difference. And the thing is, like, first of all, I I totally agree, obviously. And I love that that was their response. But also there's a part of me that's thinking that's not it's it's almost not what you were asking because the thing is there are going to be people who might notice something like that and they are in the position to choose who gets cast and who does not well sure who are gonna just for no other reason than maybe it's gonna be a distraction yeah might theater's a very looks-based business it is well yeah we're gonna have a whole episode about just our experiences as performers with limb differences that's a whole other can of worms about. Yeah. Yeah. I guess th- that would bring up a problem or maybe that's the answer to why a lot of the representation we do see with humanoids, not cartoon humanoids. characters, <laughs> um, is that when it is represented, it's a token thing or Absolutely. it's a choice. Like we are looking for someone in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So let's specifically look for actors who are you know wheelchair bound Mm -hmm. it's not that this character could just be anyone and the best person for the job was a person in a wheelchair right yes so it feels like a lot of times when I do see limb difference or disability represented it's a token Mm -hmm. it's to make a statement I think that's that's kind of what um, the instructor was getting at that I was talking about before is like it doesn't have to be that way. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it is. Right. Most right. of the time. But like I want so badly to see a character in a movie or on TV who has a limb difference and they don't even talk about it because yeah. that's not what the movie's about. Right. Like they are just they happen to have a limb difference, but they're doing something else. And yeah. it's not a thing right now. That's kind of my dream <laughs> is to see that happen. Yeah. I don't so. think that's that's too much to ask for. But yeah, you will have people probably watching who, as we've seen, even just with ourselves, sometimes we don't even notice that people have a limb difference right. immediately. So yeah, you'll have viewers who think, oh my God, are they, is there something quote unquote weird about mm-hmm. their hand? And they'll like pause it and look closer. But is it going to? just completely shatter their suspension of disbelief once they figure it out right so yeah I there's no reason why that shouldn't be a thing but right now it just isn't right and I mean it 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 even translates over like still in entertainment but outside of like drama arts to Mm -hmm. like to like sports for example I know Mm -hmm. there are two football players in the NFL right now one's on the Seahawks and one just left the Browns and I can't remember where he is now but um they both have hand differences mm-hmm. and it's cool. It's awesome that they have these differences and it's really neat for people to see. But every story about them is always how inspirational. Look at these people yeah. who are so inspiring and they have this difference and how they like, I just want to hear about how they scored a touchdown sometime. Right. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it would be so great if we could just, exist without it being commented on in whatever area but have it be represented exactly not highlighted 
just represented. It's just there. Yeah. Because that's how it is in our lives. Like most of the time. And again, since we started this podcast, I'm much more cognizant of it than I used to be. Mm -hmm. But most of the time it's just there and we aren't consciously aware of it. Like we just live life. So why can't a character do that? I I don't know. (laughs) Another time when I did see myself represented, Uh and this was very odd, was... I decided to watch Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, it had been out for a while, and I just I'd never watched it. So, and I think this was in the first season. I think, but it was a scene with David Tennant, mm-hmm. and I don't want to give away anything. But just long story short, he was talking about experiments that had been done on him as a child, mm-hmm. and just the horrors of being in this hospital and having these things done to him. And there were these images um, sort of reflected in a, in a glass wall. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't very clear what the images were of, but they were clearly flashing through photos taken of subjects in this hospital of children being experimented on. And at one point, I noticed in the glass reflection that it looked like a young girl who was maybe about 10 and on her leg was pretty much the brace that I had on my leg oh, for my lengthening surgeries. It looked like As it was a torture device. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was the the halos with the pins going through. I mean, again, it wasn't clear, but I could I paused it and I scrutinized it and I I just can't imagine that this wasn't based on the actual procedure that like, is done in real life. If it's that close in appearance, yeah. like it made me stop and pause. Yikes. Yeah. So then, yeah, that was a very bizarre moment of I'm pretty sure they used a version of the surgery I had to represent torture. Yeah, which isn't great. <laughs> Um, it felt like I wasn't mad. I wasn't offended. It was just this very surreal moment yeah. of like, I never see anyone else depicted as, you know, going through what I went through. And now I am. And it's in such a horrible yeah. context. Like, because I mean, honestly, the surgery for you was such a positive thing in your life. Like right. not yeah. all the time when you were going through it, of course. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a still surgeries, but it ended up being such a positive thing for you that to see it be depicted as torture is like really disingenuous, I yeah. think. I mean, I, I get it. It looks horrendous. It's, it's <laughs> a ton of hardware on a small person's leg. And yeah, pins going through skin. Like no one wants to see a child with that. But yeah, it's just, it's another thing of, of something looking similar to a thing that exists in real life that I don't even think they realized they were portraying in a way that was not so great. Right. Um, Well, that kind of makes me think of the most recent time that I saw a limb difference like mine represented in the media. Yep. And this, of course, if you are a member of the limb difference community, you probably know about this. Um, There was a movie that came out recently that was an adaptation of a Roald Dahl book, Mm -hmm. and it's called The Witches. Mm -hmm. And... The creators of the movie took an artistic liberty in um, making the witches' hands have three fingers each. Right. Um, 
And I believe the problem that people had with it is that this was not how they were portrayed in the the original book. Mm -hmm. It was exclusively added to make them look, quote unquote, scarier. Now, for me, as somebody who has grown up seeing scary things with three fingers all the time, I mean, I'm used Mm -hmm. to it at this point. So it didn't really shock me the way it did some people. But I understand that some people were very hurt by this and very offended. And that is completely valid. I want to say that right off the bat. That's valid that you were feeling that way. Absolutely. It just, it didn't quite hit me that same way. And I think the thought that I had more than anything when I saw that circulating is if we saw more people with hand differences or three fingers or limb differences in general who weren't Mm -hmm. scary witches and were just normal people, this wouldn't even be a problem. That was the thing that you and I talked about, is that this just shows. Tell him, Finn. (laughs) Woo, woo. (laughs) I know. That should be our sign-off. Woo, woo. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it just shows that the need for representation is is strong yeah and yeah I it's it's a really delicate line and I I thought a lot about these issues when that whole thing happened and like we've talked about it's like if it's a cartoon it's fine but if it's an actual person obviously that brings about stronger feelings in people because it looks you know in in the movie at least I haven't seen the new one I I was a big fan of the old movie Mm. um because the new one is not just an adaptation of the book, but it's the second movie. So I don't I know don't how much I even realize that. I don't know how much they took from the first movie or the book or blah blah blah, whatever. Um, the the witches have this these ways of disguising themselves and looking more quote unquote normal, um, and fitting in with regular humans. Mm-hmm. And then, at least in the first movie, and I'm assuming in the book, it was when they took their gloves or their shoes or their hats off I think they actually had like skin masks like face masks (laughs) that that they could peel off sure um that transformed them into their scary uh disarming witch forms sure which you know when you see it but it's represented still as a human by a human play acting at it right it I can see how that's really hurtful. Right. I also don't agree with, I remember when you first told me about this, a lot of the responses I saw were the all caps, shame, cancel them, cancel Anne Hathaway, cancel the production company. Mm -hmm. Like some of them were, you know, vulgar and, and really just, it's, it's a shame that then that was part of the response to it. And I do, I do really sympathize with everyone involved, especially since we have been doing the podcast, Mm -hmm. because as we have seen, we don't even, as people in the community, we don't even register. We don't get it right every time. Yeah, we don't. I, I don't think about things that aren't represented to me because I haven't experienced them. Like if you're someone who is in the arts community, a writer or a an art director in Hollywood and you have never met anyone who has this specific limb difference, but you have seen scary creatures and cartoon characters, aliens and monsters that have three fingers. And your job is to translate this into a live action film. Mm-hmm. Why, 
wouldn't you think that or why wouldn't you at least not be aware of how problematic it is because you have not experienced it right and that is why like we said the real issue is the lack of representation to where that wasn't a thought exactly yeah I think like you and I have both talked about this before about the fact that neither of us are big fans of cancel culture we I think that's dangerous I think it gets into I mean, some people deserve to be canceled. Some people don't. It removes the opportunity for growth and for learning. Of course. And, and to further the cause of representation, yes. if that is what you want. Now, some people did a beautiful job with their yes. responses to this. Like, for example, the I Am Possible Foundation, um, which we're fans of, I think handled it very nicely. And there were other people on Instagram who... Um, there were hashtags created, but that then individual people took, and some did it beautifully, and some did not. Yes, there were there were posts that were very kind and educational, and just here's why this is a mm-hmm. is hurtful. And then there were some that were just flaming the creators, which I I found the whole situation disappointing, but not infuriating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it I saw it more as an opportunity to educate and Mm -hmm. inform and um which I get that people in um, marginalized groups can get tired of of course right but also just as someone who who is very prone to reacting strongly especially initially to things about social justice and equality I just know that as as I let myself think about it over the course of you know hours or a day you find what the bigger problem is and going after, you know, Anne Hathaway. Right. What is that going to do? <laughs> and by the way, I also want to mention Anne Hathaway posted a gorgeous response yes, to that. Yes, she did. She is an example of how to take criticism and do something beautiful yeah. with it. Um, I respect her immensely. She shared a video from the Lucky Finn Project on her own page, which brought so much visibility. Yes, it did. Um, So huge props to Anne Hathaway for her response Mm -hmm. to all of this, because again, she didn't know. Like, I I can't fault somebody for accidental ignorance, you know? Like, if they just don't know, they don't know. But once she knew... She took the steps to correct it. And yeah. that's incredible. And I really admire that. And here's the thing. Like, I, as a performer, I was thinking of it from that perspective. Even though I have a limb difference, that doesn't mean that I'm aware of everything that is insensitive to every group. Exactly. Like, in her shoes, I would be devastated to oh, learn yeah. that I had been part of portraying something that was so hurtful to a group of people. Absolutely. And it, and it was already done yeah like there's not a whole lot you can do about it at that point um yeah so I just at the end of the day focusing on the individuals or calling to cancel them I just I didn't find it helpful I also get it if you're tired and you don't have the energy in the moment to look for the learning opportunity of course and again that is not our job yeah but I I don't know what this is called, but someone made a metaphor once about like voices in a choir Mm -hmm. when it's a sustained vocal performance and all the voices work together. Obviously, people have to breathe, but the point is that one person can breathe and the group keeps going so that you don't notice someone fell out and you carry the voices carry each other through mm-hmm. the whole time. So if you don't have the energy to take up this particular fight, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but when, when you do, 
I just find it so much more productive to focus on what the actual problem is, and that's the lack of awareness and representation. Right. Yeah. Again, like you said, if if there was more true representation of people with limb differences in the media, I feel like this wouldn't even have happened. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So <laughs> no. I you know, if any of these people knew that they were um portraying so closely an actual limb difference that so many people live with and that it would be so hurtful to all those people, someone would have stopped it. Right. And I mean, I it it looked very very close to my limb difference mm-hmm. and I think as an adult, I am, of course, able to back up and say, like, oh, you know, it's fine. Disappointing choice. We'll move on from it. It's, it's okay. I do feel for the people who have young children whose peers mm-hmm. are going to go see that movie and then call them a witch. I mean, like, that's, yeah. that does hurt my heart. Hopefully, that won't happen as often as I think people think it will. Yeah. Um, typically, kids are... I mean, the majority of kids that I've run into are kind and they may say something like, oh, your hand looks like this. And I mean, I, I think your kids are tough. Like that's, yeah, I I agree. going to be okay. But it's like (laughs) my peers saying, oh, you look just like Mewtwo to me was a huge compliment. (laughs) Here's the thing because, because he was cute and a cartoon character. That's true. Yeah. Having it be a person is different. Yeah. I also think it might be a a matter of the difference in the times from when we were kids to now. Sure. Because I just, well, first of all, the internet, as we've talked about before, that was not a thing when we were as young as, you know, the internet the as it exists most now affected. certainly yeah. was not. And absolutely not the social media apps. But the, the backlash and the, the need to have people represented wasn't it wasn't there when right. we were younger there wasn't this surge of activism and movement to make people think about these things right because i remember here's the thing <laughs> when i was little like i said the angelica houston she was the the high witch in okay. in the first movie that i loved growing up and you know what i forgot about until this all came up with the new movie what in that movie one of the defining characteristics of the witches was that they had no toes really yeah i didn't know that. and i never once as a child watched that movie and thought but that makes people missing toes feel bad hmm. it just wasn't a thing right and now it is a thing and it's a good it's a good sign that it is a thing now. Right. I just think we need to choose the response. Yeah. Very purposefully. Sure. Yeah. I just remember them taking their shoes off and they never showed their feet, I don't think, but it was just like there's no delineation between like where individual toes would be. Uh. It was so, it was weird. But I, I don't know. I also kind of liked it. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I, think, I think there's opportunities to find both humor and fun in something like that and also kind of be a little disappointed the more you know but we might have just been hungry for any representation of course right it either didn't (laughs) register or it was like hey it's something yeah so somebody who looks like me and like I was telling you earlier like I didn't see an actual human hand that looked like mine until I found the lucky Finn project and joined those groups and like I wish kids that like I hope kids that are growing up now like in that three hand families group that I've been on Mm -hmm. Facebook get to see adults and other kids with hands like theirs. Yeah. Because there is something really cool about that and that sense of connection and role models that look like you. Right. That's important. 
Well, and now like that, there are terms for it: ulnar longitudinal deficiency, right, <laughs> or fibular hemimelia. Parents can find the other people in the communities and the groups and have much more support for it. So hopefully, a lack of representation or bad representation. Hopefully, they'll have the tools to how to respond to that. Exactly. Um, and you know, the thing is. This is a point I wanted to make sure to say. I remember in college, there was a group of friends who, if there wasn't a show being produced by OSU, mm-hmm. or if we just weren't cast, our response to it was, well, let's just do something. Yeah. You know, like we'll find a, you know, if the theater department doesn't have a space we can use, we'll ask one of our dorms if we can use, you know, like the lobby space and we'll just, well, let's just put on a show. It's proactivism it's where there isn't opportunities let that be your yeah like so make it you found the hole in in our society and in representation and entertainment like maybe you're not an actor maybe you're a writer maybe you're an artist maybe I don't I don't know maybe you're a musician fill those gaps where you can because the thing is if you're not thinking about it like most people most people who don't have limb differences aren't thinking about it yeah we are so it has to start somewhere and it's probably going to be with us yeah and there's no reason to wait around for somebody else to do it first you can be that person right yeah that's cool and if any like hollywood casting directors are listening kristen and i are both actors and we are we would be available for projects we're both really good I'm just going to say it. There's, there aren't many things that I brag on myself about because I'm not the world's most confident person, but dang it, I can write and I can act. You just stole exactly what I was going to say. It's like, I'm not a a braggy person at all. And I don't even consider this bragging. Like there are a few things though that I know I'm good at and (laughs) And, acting is one of them. And I can vouch for that for you. Absolutely. So same. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, like. We just have to make our own opportunities, I guess. Now I want to make a movie. Yeah. We're already making a podcast. I was just going to say, we, we're, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing something. Yeah. Hey, we're on the right path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anything else you had in mind? I don't think so. Yeah. I think that pretty much covers everything I wanted to talk about, too. And again, like we've said with previous episodes, of course, there will be other things that come up and we can do those as either a catch up or a follow up episode yeah. or whatever. But I'm kind of curious, like... People with limb differences who are listening, what was the first time you saw yourself, quote unquote, represented in the media? Was it Mewtwo? Was it an actual person? I want to hear about it. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it funny? Yeah. Yeah. I like stories like that. So let us know. We are on Facebook at Life and Limb Series, or you can just in the search bar type in Life and Limb Podcast and you'll find us, or Life and Limb, I think. I Googled us. We were pretty easy to find. Good. I'm happy to say you don't have to drudge through a whole lot of other stuff before you find us. That's excellent. I know. (laughs) SEO. It also is maybe another reminder that we need more. But for right now, if we're the only thing that comes up. Right, exactly. I'm fine with that. SEO stands for search engine optimization, by the way. That's a marketing nerd term. (laughs) Um, So yes, we're on Facebook. We are on Instagram at Life and Limb Podcast. And we are also now on Twitter. We have a new Twitter account. So um, you can add us at Life and Limb Pod on Twitter because there's a character limit Uh, and podcast was too long. Okay. (laughs) 
So yeah, get in touch with us. Send us a message. Tell us your representation stories. Any other stories you want to tell us, ask us questions. We love it all. And please, if you'd like the podcast, subscribe, leave reviews, like, comment, interact with us. Like every little bit helps. Yes. And also we just like hearing from you. Exactly. (laughs) We like connecting with people who are like us. And we might just randomly announce on an episode, hey, we want to talk to that person. (laughs) like John. John. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's all from us and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.